Hey everybody, you're listening to Mad About It. Uh, I'm your host, Becky with the good hair. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about transphobia. Uh, I remember the last time we talked about homophobia. You know, they, they kind of go hand in hand, but uh, transphobia is way more complicated, in my opinion, and uh, very, very, very widespread right now. So there's a crazy amount of anti-trans violence. There's a whole bunch of bad stuff going on we got to talk about. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, we're going to break it down into what people think about trans people. We're going to talk about how to talk about trans people. And we're going to talk about what trans people are doing. Uh, and the trans people that you got to know about. So, uh, besides Caitlyn Jenner, sorry. Uh, I know. It's going to be, I don't think we're going to talk about Caitlyn Jenner hardly at all. I'm going to do my best to avoid her. Um... Because I think there's just, it's not like I've got something against her. I just, I just, I do. And I also, uh, I think that there are better people to talk about. So let's talk about those. But first, let's talk about who trans people are. Uh, how to talk about uh, their their identities. How to talk about their experiences in a way that's more respectful. I am myself not trans. I don't really think that makes me more or less qualified to try to raise awareness about trans issues. So so remember in the last episode when we talked about homophobia, we talked about how your sex and your gender and your sexuality can be all separate, unrelated things. You know, you can have all sorts of different types of genders, sexualities, and sexes. I, I mean, we got to go back to the, to the triangle. We got to go back. We got to go back to the uh, sex, one point of the triangle. Sexuality, another point of the triangle. Gender, another point of the triangle. They're separate, but they're bonded. Uh, you can't have a strong triangle without all three of those things being acknowledged. Uh and they don't have to be any particular thing. You know, your uh, assigned gender at birth is different than what your gender is, or it can be. Not all the time. You know, obviously, obviously most people uh, seem to be in the right, in the right body and in the, with the right gender. Uh, but... Uh, you know, most people are also just socially trained to express the gender that their genitalia is associated with. You know, we're all performing our gender all the time. Uh, I, any RuPaul fans out there, you know, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. Uh, everybody's just a baby when you're born. You're not, you're not born a straight white man. You're just a baby. And, like, everybody kind of looks really, really similar when they're a baby. So, if everybody looks really, really similar when they're a baby, you know, why why do we get so obsessed with what the gender of the baby is so soon? I don't know. I think it's because we live in a super 
patriarchal society that prefers men over women and uh, it's exhausting but you know the the whole deal is that is that our society cares way more about gender than our biology does our biology is just is just it is just is the vocabulary is pretty important when it comes to all this stuff uh how to talk to people makes a big difference so so I'm going to give a brief kind of 101 over the different sort of terms that you'll hear when you're talking about trans people. Trans people, trans people, the word trans refers to kind of a umbrella inclusive way of talking about uh, gender nonconforming people. Uh, it's also just kind of short for the first part of the word transgender and the first part of the word transsexual you know it's both of them are just trans uh so now we have to talk about well what's the difference you know hey becky whoa hold on what's the difference between transgender and transsexual the answer is a transgender person is a person that doesn't uh their gender identity does not align with their uh with their current uh, physiological and societal sex or gender you know the societal sex what I mean by that is like how other people see them you know does their mom or dad think they're a boy or a girl that's their societal sex their body's sex I what I mean by that is just you know what is what is their hormonal pattern you know does that line up with how they identify that's what, you know, I guess you could say biological sex, but we're going to talk about that being kind of a iffy thing to say in a bit. I'm not 100% on biological sex. A lot of people that are transgender take hormones eventually, but uh, not everybody does. I think it's really important to bring up that not everybody does surgery or anything like that. They, it's not, it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a, proof of purchase or some sort of level up some sort of like you know mandatory validation to 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 do that it's a it's a it's an individual's choice uh there's no sort of hierarchy of of transgender people a transsexual person is usually what we refer to as an older term in the trans world it's not a super up-to-date term it means a transgender person that has undergone surgery or hormone therapy of some sort, some sort of medical transition. You know, some people really hate being called transsexuals. Some people really hate the term transsexuals. Um, it's just a little out of date, that's all, mostly. It just is a, it's an it's a, it's a out of date term to, refu to, to refer to uh, a transgender person. Uh, but it's also not super great to say transsexual anymore. Just say a transgender person or a trans person. You know, trans is super easy. Just say trans. Don't don't step on any toes. All right. It's just it's easy. Everybody pretty much understands uh, trans. Uh, are drag queens trans people? Are trans people drag queens? No. Not even like, not even like a little bit. Uh, drag queens are are performers. It's, it's entertainment. Um, 
you know, everybody's talking about drag all the time now because of RuPaul. Um, it's really amazing because that's exactly what everybody needs to be talking about. I can't think of a better thing to talk about than uh, making fun of gender and making fun of gender norms and uh, blurring the lines between all these things. Uh, you know, as a, as a regular lady in the world, sometimes I feel a little excluded by RuPaul, but I mean, I feel excluded by like almost everything except for, uh, I feel very at home at a Deacon and Sarah concert, but, uh, sometimes also not there. I don't know. Depends. I, I don't think that. I don't think that uh, RuPaul's really, really meant for me, but I still love it. So a drag queen is a gay man that dresses up for a couple hours a week and entertains people with a microphone at a bar. People, you know, sometimes I hang out with their friends and dress in drag and have a good time. But I mean, you know, it's not like a permanent thing. They take all the makeup off. They take the wig off. They go back to being boys at the end of the day. A lot of them are really cute boys. Looking at you, Pearl. A lot of them are really cute boys. Um, you know, uh, I mean, Aquaria, I think, is a super cute boy, but he's also like a ballerina, so um, ballet dancer. Maybe don't get too picky with the terms, but also don't get, don't be rude, you know? Try to be educated. It's, ju it's just good to, it's good to have the basics. Just say trans. Also, transgender people, transgender people aren't, you know, drag is a drag is entertainment. Being trans is is a life event. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a huge ongoing permanent change. Versus, you know, dressing up like Dolly Parton for your friends, drinking too much beer. So, it's a big difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. If you were ever confused about that, please tell everybody you know that drag queens are not trans. Peppermint is trans, but that doesn't have anything to do with her being a drag queen. And uh, it's just, they're just two separate things. They're not related. I've heard that there are some drag queens that say that uh, drag helped them discover that they are trans, but it doesn't really have anything to do with it directly. When you're talking to trans people, you should use the name that they want you to use the same way that they use the name you want them to use. Uh, you know, if I called you Tracy and your name was Stacy, it's rude. I don't really see what it has to do with 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 the gender. I don't know. I have a friend. I have a friend. When we were kids, her name was Leanna, and now she goes by Lee, and I'm like. I have a hard time keeping up with that because when the whole time I knew you as a kid, your name was Leanna. Now, as of like two years ago, you want to go by Lee. And she gets real mad when I call her Leanna. I should clarify, Leanna and Lee, she's not having a sex change. She's she's a woman and staying a woman. She's just changing her nickname, basically. She's changing her, changing her name that she goes by. It's tough for me to remember that. She has a right to be angry with me for for not getting her name right because it's her name. It's her choice. She's, you know, I think we all have a right to have a name. So if, if a trans person doesn't 
want you to use their their old name and wants you to call them by their new name and you call them by their old name you dead named them that's what that means you you call them by their 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 old name that is not who they are their new name now is who they who they are is who they've always really been but everybody's been calling them by the wrong name their whole life i know that's a weird perspective for some people but just seriously it's not up to you the same way that if you want to go from Leanna to Lee, you have the right to do that and everybody's going to follow. And everybody you meet after you become Lee is going to know you as Lee. So it doesn't really make any sense to have half the world call you Leanna, half the world call you Lee. It, it makes sense when family does it. It makes sense when super old friends do it. The same way that it makes sense with, you know, my friend Leanna. She doesn't really get mad at me, but she gets frustrated and it's confusing sometimes because everybody in her life calls her Lee. It's not any different if it's a different gender name. The only thing that's different is your own prejudice about that person's name. Sorry about it, but no, stop it. It's really easy. Also, when somebody transitions, when somebody's transitioning, they, they look more and more like their, their new self every day they look more and more like what they're supposed to look like every day so it shouldn't be really that hard to to call them by the right name because they're going to look different unless you don't have any sort of like love or respect for that person and you wouldn't notice that I don't know maybe I'm, I'm being I'm being ridiculous I should calm down but again angry about it I don't call trans people by the wrong name Call them by their call them by their name. Uh, also, I have not seen that movie yet. They call me by call me by your name. It's an irrelevant, inappropriate reference, but I haven't seen it yet, so maybe I should do that tonight. I don't know, or tomorrow. But so back to more words, more words, more terms. There's a ton of words with this, guys. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of words associated with with this sort of conversation uh that's why i like to simplify it whenever i can again just say trans sing it with me just say trans so back to back to words transgendered i am definitely guilty of occasionally saying transgendered i think it's mostly because i have bad speech in general and uh pretty bad grammar uh i certainly don't have bad speech and bad grammar compared to most of the people that I am around here in Kentucky. Holy crap. But, um, don't say transgendered. It's not a word. Uh, the best way I can explain this to somebody who, who is like, I don't see what the, what the big deal is, 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 uh, besides the fact that you're taking an adjective and turning it into a, like, made up verb of sorts, because the adverb uh, grammar dykes out there, grammar dykes out there, you can get me on that. And if you're really mad that I called you a grammar dyke, just be glad that I didn't call you a grammar Nazi. I think that has a much more relevant connotation that would be way more embarrassing than being called a grammar dyke. Accept your fate. Um, anyway, mostly talking to you, Vicky. Transgendered is not a word. It's like saying gayed. It's like saying lesbianed. Oh, do you hear about? Do you hear about? Do you hear about Veronica? She's a total. She's gone totally lesbianed. She's a lesbianed out. 
She's 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 lesbianing. What? Yeah, it sucks. Don't say transgendered. Uh, transgenderism sounds like a condition. Uh, sounds like sounds like sounds like something that somebody's trying to turn you into some sort of medical freak into. Don't say transgenderism. Uh, I anybody anybody that gets mad about all the the word details, I get it. I get it. I'm also mad about it. But like, please, y'all. They are in a uniquely complicated situation, so they have uniquely complicated terms. That's what it is. I, I saw a statistic that I'm pretty sure is completely made up on the glad.org website. It said that uh, uh, 10% of American adults know somebody that's transgender. 10%? 10 10% of people say that the transgender people are, that they know a transgender person. 10% of people. I just don't know why it's not 9%. I also don't know why it's not 11 or 10 and a half. You know, if I really wanted to convince people of my study and I knew I was pulling shit out of my ass, I'd say 10.3% for sure. Just to add a little bit of sparkle, a little bit of garnish. Doesn't make any enemy sense to me. Doesn't make any sense to make it 10%, but it is what it is. Uh, Guess 10% of people know a trans person. I myself know about three trans people. I think I might know four, but, um, you know, I'm pretty sure the fourth person is Laverne Cox. And I just feel like I know her. Like, I just feel like I know her. But I only know three trans people. Um, I went to an art school growing up. Ooh, yeah. I promise I'm not like a super mega elitist, but I am elitist enough to start a podcast, so I don't know what you expected. Um, I gotta say, I feel like I've I feel like I've really sought out. I've really I've really looked for the for, for trans people. I feel like I've been looking for trans people for for a really long time. Doing my best. And I don't know hardly I know three. So uh if, have you all seen uh have you all seen uh uh, Queer Eye, Tan, the guy in Queer Eye, he was like, there, there's an episode on Queer Eye where they're, where they're, uh, where they're making over a, a, a trans guy, um, and I, I'll be honest, we gotta talk about that episode, maybe I'll just have a, I should have just like a TV review or something, um, we gotta talk about that, that, that episode, um, but Tan says, He's, like, never known a trans person before they had this episode. He's never talked to a trans person. I, I, I don't know where they found Tan. I don't know what his background is. I don't know what any of their backgrounds are. But, like, I don't know where they got Tan. I certainly don't know where the hell they found Anthony. But um, I don't know where they found Tan. He, he's never met a trans person. I don't know why he's a LGBT, like, you know, representative for television if he's never met a trans person it just seems like you're avoiding it at that point in my opinion like i i i, I just i've been to a gay bar like enough times like five times literally five times and that's all it takes to meet a trans person uh so um anyway i don't know i don't know how tan i don't know how tan has never met a trans person but he's never met a trans person a lot of people have never met trans people 
I'm not trying to make it into some sort of big deal to not know trans person. It's not, it's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's weird that, you know, that a guy with a gig like that's never met a trans person in New York. Like, you know, he's, he, doesn't he live in like New York or LA? Like, where do they live? I don't know anything about Tan. I should shut up. But makes me mad. Um, nobody knows any trans people. I think that's a huge part of the reason why there's so much trans violence. I don't understand it otherwise. Trans people are not doing anything. They're like pretty much hiding as well as they can most of the time. Obviously, Caitlyn Jenner is not hiding. Obviously, La Laverne Cox is not hiding. Obviously, Peppermint is not hiding. Obviously, all these people are not hiding. But there's way more trans people that we don't see than there are trans people that we do see. So next, I think when you're talking about a trans person, if you're putting a ton of emphasis on their surgery or lack of surgery or the amount of surgery they've had, just shut up. You know, it's none of your business. The same way it's just none of your business for somebody else to get surgery. If, if you're fundraising for somebody's top surgery, obviously talk about it. You know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about, like, if you're so preoccupied with whether or not the trans person has had operations and you're not trying to fundraise or help them in any sort of way, you're just obsessed with the curiosity of that individual's body and their genitalia, I encourage you to just take a chill pill and sit down and recognize that just the same way you can't look at pictures of a stranger's, you know, God-given genitalia, uh, you can't look at pictures or ask questions about a trans person's genitalia, whether it's been operated on or not. It's just none of your business. Just, just leave it alone. Uh, just, you know, ask them about their transition. If you're curious, they will tell you about it almost certainly. And they'll certainly tell you only stuff that they wouldn't mind you knowing. Because you're talking to them like a person. And you're not whispering behind their back trying to figure out whether or not they have a dick. Um, biologically male, biologically female, genetically male, genetically female. Uh, the thing about it is that, like, when we talk about stuff like that, it's easy for some people to understand. It's easy for me to understand things like that. But the whole point, the whole, the whole deal, everybody, is that gender is not biological. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Gender is not biological. There's nothing about gender that's biological. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's complicated. So let's just not, like... Let's just not overly simplify things. I mean, obviously, like, there's the chromosomes. I get it. You know, I'm sure I'm going to get 100,000 horrible somethings about this. But, you know, it's just more complicated than we can understand. You're going to tell me that we have absolutely everything figured out about science. You're an idiot. Done. Obviously, I believe in science. Obviously, I, I love facts. I'm not some sort of Trumpsy, but, like... I just think that if you're asking about a trans person's biological versus, you know, chosen gender, I if you're talking about if you're talking about trans people in a, in a biological way, it's kind of contributing to the inability of our society to see past the science on gender, you know. Uh, we, I'm not saying that the science is wrong even. I'm just saying that the science is, is, is flat. 
and this is a 3D this is a 3D thing so there's a whole other dimension to gender and sexuality and sex and gender identity that we are all kind of in the dawning age of understanding uh, for at least our Western society. So, like, just take a chill pill. Stop thinking about gender like it's scientific. I know that all the people on the right are super obsessed with the chromosomes and the hormones and blah, 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 blah. But, like, we're babies when we're born. Have you ever seen, like, a baby dick? Have you ever seen a baby dick? I'm sorry. This is really inappropriate. Please don't sue me. Baby dicks, they look just like clits. Shush. Just shush about it. Everything is the same. We're all just bodies. We're just tissue. It's just tissue with different hormones that over time make a huge difference. You know what else makes a huge difference? Hormone therapy and trans people makes a huge difference over time. The same way that our body's natural hormone therapies make a huge difference in how we look and how we act and how we are shaped over time. So, um, you know, these are all just really minor little details, but they make a really big difference to somebody who's going through something extremely exhausting. All right? So it, it's worth just a little bit of extra effort to try to talk to trans people like they're humans because most people aren't. All right? Okay. So next, we're going to talk about just that. We're going to talk about how people are misunderstanding trans people. I know it's really bad. Uh, misunderstanding is a really mild way of, of talking about it. This It's way worse than that. So... Let's get straight to it. Uh, stay tuned. I'm still really mad. And there's a lot more stuff coming up that's way worse. So there's a lot of trans violence. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are, are really upset by the idea of trans people. There are a lot of people that are really, really, really mad about it in the other way. Um these people, they see trans people as subhuman mostly because the lot of the, the way that we're talking about trans people is in a is in a dehumanizing way. We gotta we gotta change the color of the conversation on this. Um, does anybody? Let's just get straight into it. Does anybody watch? Does anybody watch Survivor? Did anybody see uh, Millennials versus Gen X? Um. My dad is obsessed with Survivor. I I would not watch Survivor if it weren't for the fact that I was forced to watch it weekly with my family as like a as a mandatory like we we went to church and we did Survivor. Those were those were the things, man. That's what we did. Um so unfortunately, I have a ridiculous amount of Survivor information being stored in my brain. Uh, if anybody knows how to fix this, let me know. I'm trying a lot of things myself, but I'm always open to suggestions. Okay, but let's get back on topic. Zeke, Zeke and Survivor, Millennials versus Gen X. Uh, there's Zeke, and then there's who's the guy? Who's the guy with him? <sighs> Jeff. So, 
Zeke is outed by Jeff in a tribal council and Survivor. Uh, I think we can all agree that that's ridiculous. I think we can also all agree that it's ridiculous to out somebody without their consent. Um, talking to you, Mom. But there are a ton of people that out people without their consent. Uh, it's not just me. It's not just Zeke. There are a ton of people who have just really you know, inappropriately outed somebody. It's just not none of your business. But anyway, so Zeke gets out of his transgender live on TV. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. For somebody like Zeke, that puts his life in danger, you know, to be on TV and to be out of this trans. Uh, it puts his life in danger because there's so much, there's so much trans violence. It also changed the conversation. It also made Survivor become a pro-trans platform. It made a very relatable, very charismatic, very charming real trans person uh it gave that that very awesome person zeke a platform a soapbox to talk about his experience to talk about his transition and to talk about uh you know the sort of prejudices that exist against trans people uh so it's all good you know i'm not mad about it but um you know the way that jeff varner outed him was despicable jeff varner lost his job his life was ruined he threw Zeke under the bus to try to save himself last minute, which is just ridiculous. So he, he called Zeke sneaky. He called it, he called, uh, he said that trans people were inherently deceptive. Uh, that's something that I'm literally, I'm literally having spasms about just remembering. So I, a huge part of the conversation about trans people is about them being sneaky and deceptive. This is a huge part of the conversation on the right. Um, we It's completely unacceptable. Obviously, trans people are not sneaky or deceptive. Remember the part where trans people are like, are, are, are so scarce that even a, an angry bull dyke can't find any of them? I got three. And they're not even like, they don't even like me very much. You know, so <sighs> why, why would you say the trans people are sneaky or deceptive if, uh, other than just a profound ignorance? There is no answer other than just profound ignorance. So gay people are not immune to this. Jeff Varner is a gay guy, out and proud gay guy uh, who is very transphobic at the moment that he got stressed out. So I get it, you know, you're trapped on an island, you're hungry, you're still trying to fight for a million dollars. I don't really give a damn because, like, Jesus, why would you do that to somebody that didn't deserve any sort of thing like that? Also, Zeke was, like, so dope. Yeah, if you're ever going to start watching Survivor, that's a good season, mostly because of Zeke. Also, um, Cook Islands, such a good season. Anyway, so let's go on to the next point. Uh I was scrolling through my Facebook like two, three weeks ago. I got this weird Facebook friend. I got a lot of weird Facebook friends, people. I got I got some weird Facebook friends. Kentucky is full of some weird, ignorant, stupid pieces of shit. You remember Kim Davis? Kim Davis is from Kentucky. I'm sorry, she, she, she's still here. Also, uh, she although for people that, that supported her, still here. Still, they're like my neighbors. 
So anyway, one of my weird conservative Facebook friends posted a video. It was an extremely eloquent, uh, scientific feel sort of video, you know, how they do where they like have statistics that are not backed up by anything similar to this podcast. And they also have, uh, you know, really stern sounding people similar to this podcast who are, you know, just really concerned about the public and they're concerned about how people are genuinely confused about how trans people may or may not be mentally ill. They're definitely mentally ill. They're obviously self-mutilating. Ah, blah, 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 blah. And I just about threw up all over the place, screamed and set my house on fire. And then I said, I just, I just started making this podcast. So this video, I'll, maybe I'll blog it. I shouldn't blog it. You know what? I'm not going to blog it. I'm just going to give you the rundown because I don't want to, I don't want to repost it at all. I don't want anybody to see this video ever. I want, I reported it as, as I reported it already. Uh, but it's not going to get taken down. Uh, so I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that um, I don't think that reposting is going to do any good, and I also don't think that uh, I can do much more than I already have. So this video claimed that trans people are self-mutilating. This video claimed that trans people are uh, cutting off perfectly healthy limbs. Uh, they they made some sort of they made some sort of analogy. They were like, if a person cuts off a perfectly healthy arm or leg, the doctor would say, no, you're mentally ill. But, or sorry, if a person asks to cut off a perfectly healthy arm or leg, the doctor would say, no, that person's mentally ill. But when a person comes in and says, I think I'm a, I'm a woman, cut off my penis, the doctor says, you're not mentally ill, you're transgender. Or I think in the video they said transgendered. Oof. Uh, sore spot for me. I say transgendered occasionally. Again, I will say I am so sorry if I ever say that. But it's because I'm at least 70% redneck piece of shit. The, idea, the argument that trans people are, are self-mutilating is ridiculous. Um, remember, back to, back to Tan. Back to Tan. He, in the in the trans episode, he was like, you know, I just never understood why trans people would go through all the trauma of surgery. I never understood why somebody would do that to themselves voluntarily, all the stress of surgery, how unhealthy surgery is. And I, I've had a lot of surgery myself. I totally understand this perspective. I understand Tan's perspective. Um, but to me, that sounds a lot like the self-mutilating argument. That sounds like a lot like somebody who thinks that trans people are, in fact, self-mutilating and that they're, uh, you know, unnecessarily traumatizing their bodies just to, just to look a certain way, uh, which I think is hilarious coming from a fashion person. Uh, his shoes look so uncomfortable, I think that they are, might be traumatizing him in a certain way. And I don't understand why anybody would wear shoes like that. They look terribly uncomfortable. They look cute, though. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm so sorry, Tan, if you're out there. I think you're really cute, and I think you're very eloquent, but I don't understand why your perspective on the trans issue was uh, the way it was. Then it brings us to, you know, the same sort of argument. You know, these people are saying... 
well, these people are self-mutilating their penises, so they're mentally ill. So the self-mutilation goes hand-in-hand with the being mentally ill uh, argument. The mentally ill argument is my least favorite argument to defend trans people against because if somebody is convinced that trans people are mentally ill, you really can't convince them otherwise without just insisting on yourself. Um, did anybody see did anybody see the movie The Danish Girl? Um, who's the actor? He's the same actor that was in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. He's amazing, and I feel like a complete dumbass for not remembering his name right now. But uh, The Danish Girl was about a, uh, a, a, uh, a trans woman, uh, male to female, who... Uh, I don't remember the details. I, I saw the movie. It was very touching. Um, and it was a very good movie, mostly because the acting was unbelievably amazing. And uh, the story was also good. One of the most impactful scenes to me in the movie was when uh, she was originally looking for... There are so many impactful scenes in the movie. But the, the, the She was looking for medical help to try to transition... And, uh, or maybe she was looking for somebody to cut, to cut her penis off. Uh, I think that that might've been, uh, certainly part of it. And the first doctor that she went to, uh, was like, yes, sure. I'd be happy to help you. And she just like, doesn't feel good about it. She doesn't know why. And she narrowly escapes because he's, he's gone to find psychiatric help and they're, they're coming with the straitjacket to take her away. And it really puts you in the perspective of that person looking for help and uh, uh, receiving abuse instead. Instead of being listened to, they receive abuse. And I think that that's really the core of the mentally ill argument. Uh, if you are have the perspective that trans people are mentally ill, I, I view your perspective as abusive because uh, that's it's just wrong and um, it's very harmful and when you tell somebody that they're mentally ill when they aren't when they aren't mentally ill, uh, that's very damaging to anybody. So, uh, trans people aren't mentally ill. I'm gonna maybe try to figure out a more eloquent way to 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 argue against this because, or maybe somebody can call in and tell me. Uh, please write to me. Please tell me what a better way to deal with uh, the mentally ill argument would be because I am I am shit out of luck on this one, guys. But um, please go watch The Danish Girl. Also write to me about what that actor's name is. I could probably just Google it, but I'm feeling lazy. Uh, this is an empty envelope. Eddie Redmayne is the name of the guy from Danish Girl. Oh. That's what you read. Eddie Redmayne is the name of the guy in Danish Girl. The next part is what trans people are. So we're going to transition from being super, super mad to super, super glad because there's a lot of super badass trans people nowadays. Have you guys been paying attention? It's nuts. We got Laverne Cox. We got Peppermint. We got Peppermint. We got Peppermint. We got Peppermint. There's Peppermint. Peppermint, though. Peppermint's my favorite. If y'all don't know Peppermint, we got Big Frida. If y'all don't like Big Frida, shut up about it, all right? Big Frida's amazing. Go listen to Rent. Uh, I barely pay rent, so I really uh, feel targeted. 
by that song, but I still like it. So I think that says a lot. Um, all right. Uh, we've talked a lot about what trans people aren't. Now we got to talk about what trans people are. So trans people are people. They're human beings just like anybody else. They got goals. They got feelings. They got insecurities. They got fears. They got uh, relationships. And, uh, you know, they, they are, they are people. A lot of people, uh, fetishize trans people. I think it's a kind of undeniable that there's something kind of sexy about crossing genders. Um, I think a lot of people would agree with me. There's even a ton of, there's a ton of tranny porn. Uh, and I say tranny porn because that's that's what it is. Uh, it's not really a educational, helpful perspective on trans people. It's tranny porn. So if you're, if I'm sorry, if you're real upset by the by the phrase tranny porn, but I'm just trying to speak about things in a way that other people will understand. Um, let's talk briefly about tranny porn while we're doing it. So it's a huge genre in porn. Do you think that? Do you think that the 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 that is a big genre in porn because only trans people watch trans porn? Do you think that trans people like tranny porn? I think they probably don't. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Uh, people like the porn that they like. That's it's a whole separate thing. We should have a whole episode on separation of fantasy and reality. And your fan, your fan, fantasy expectations versus your real expectations for sex and relationships and all these different sorts of things, you know, there's a huge separation between what we fantasize about and what we like doing in real life. Uh, we should totally have an episode on that. Um, we should also definitely have a kink episode. But for now, let's keep talking about trans uh, representation in porn, aka tranny porn. It's not really trans representation. It is a hypersexualization of trans people that is not always uh, positive. It can be super positive. Uh, if any of you are familiar with Buck Angel, if you've seen the Buck Angel documentary, I'm a huge fan of Buck Angel. I think it's all really awesome work that he's doing. Um, also, his his work is really sexy, but. Uh, it is what it is. I think that there's an undeniable uh, dehumanized bias in trans porn, uh, hence the category tranny porn. And uh, the dehumanizing aspect of it is what needs to go, but there's a lot of dehumanizing in porn going on. And some of it, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be a devil's advocate. I don't want to be a devil's advocate, but some of the dehumanizing stuff's kind of hot. I don't know. It's just me. But, uh, you know, most of it sucks. So we got to change the way we do. We got to change the way we do porn. Mostly we got to change the way that how the industry works. And I, I think we should regulate some of it at least. I'm sure that's an unpopular opinion with some. But that's how I feel. Uh, I especially think that we should probably be regulating the way that we talk about women and trans people in pornography. Uh, the vernacular being, the, the choice vernacular is the thing that's the problem with, with trans porn. Tranny porn is the problem. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, 
I think it's representative of a old way of thinking. Uh, and it's also dehumanizing. But, um, so there's undeniably sexy people in, in, that are doing trans porn stuff, like Buck Angel is positive. And then there's also trans people that are doing just about the least sexy thing ever, politics. Uh, Danica Room, uh, House of Delegates in Virginia. She won the election in 2017. Uh, they made a huge stink. She was, uh, she was featured in, uh, was it Time Magazine, I think, about, uh, maybe it wasn't Time. Don't quote me on that. It was, she was featured in a magazine of uh, what they called uh, Avengers, uh, people that won elections after the Trump election that arguably would not have won had Trump not been elected president. You know, if Hillary Clinton was in office, I'm not confident that uh, we would have elected a a trans person to the Virginia House of Delegates. That's pretty nuts. Uh, state legislator. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, I don't think that a trans person would have been elected in America without Trump also being elected. In the Philippines, Geraldine Roman, she was elected to the House of Representatives. She made a ton of, of really awesome stuff happen in the Philippines already. She, she was elected in 2016. She's already done uh, quite a bit of stuff. You should check her out. Uh, there's a ton of actors. Uh, obviously, there's Peppermint. It, at Peppermint's name is Agnes Moore. Peppermint was out before she won in RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, there have been other queens on RuPaul's Drag Race that have uh, that were trans. Uh, was it Monica Beverly Hills? Was that who it was? Uh, and uh, she's also the first trans woman to originate a principal role on Broadway. That's amazing. Um, I'm also completely obsessed with peppermint and I'm, I'm sure you, all of you are already annoyed because i've mentioned her like 15 times uh laverne cox laverne cox was the first trans woman to be nominated for a primetime emmy she also won a daytime emmy and she has a wax figure in madame tussauds wax museum um she also was in orange is the new black i feel like everybody knows that and i don't need to say that more than ever I wasn't going to say it at all. Uh, she also has a trans TV series on CBS called Doubt. This is crazy. A trans TV series on CBS. Let us sink in. I'm sure we all know about Chaz Bono. Uh, Chaz Bono shares son. Uh, Chaz Bono is a celebrity who is an activist. I wouldn't really call him an activist. He has taken paid gigs for the LGBT community as spokesperson for different commercials and stuff like that. But um, when you look at Chaz Bono's work history, when you look at his activism, it's all stuff he got paid to do. So I, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like, obviously, you, you know, if you make money doing activism, that's one thing, but... Um, uh, 
if you would only do activism to get paid, I think that's a whole other thing. I might that might, I might be making a, a harsh generalization of Chaz Bono, but I'm not I'm not too I'm not too worried about it. Um, I think that uh, no matter how I feel about Chaz Bono, uh, it's obvious that he's contributed a, a tremendous amount to the conversation. So the fact that we have a, a trans person who's famous being trans, transitioning in the public eye, is fantastic and pretty much totally invaluable. Uh, and like I said, it doesn't really matter how I feel. Uh, but I think he probably could be doing more. Sorry, not sorry. Mad about it. So, I think, you know, I was supposed to talk more about fetishizing of trans people. I just mostly, I just want to talk about how there are some people that, especially for uh, uh, female to male friends I've known, they seem to have a hard time finding women that are genuinely interested in who they want to be, who they are. It seems like a lot of lesbians really get off on early transition uh, trans guys. Trans guys that still kind of look like their old, uh, older, more feminine self. Um, I, you know, it's just not not okay to fetishize people for your own personal gain. You know, I don't think it's fair for queer people to complain about uh, the fetishization that we receive from the straight community while also fetishizing ourselves and fetishizing each other and fetishizing other people within the queer community shamelessly. Uh, again, we should have a whole separate episode on kink, but I just think that, uh, you know, especially queer people that are, uh, I think that queer people that are uncomfortable about people, you know, exploring different elements of their sexuality, such as things like kink or things like, uh, uh, bisexuality or things like polyamory or things like uh you know alternative sexual lifestyles i think that they're hypocritical um even things like uh polygamy you know if it's not hurting anybody i don't think it's a problem i i've seen enough of sister wives to feel like i might have actually changed my opinion about polygamy but uh, obviously none of that crap worked out. They're all like miserable now. So maybe maybe polygamy p- particularly sucks, but uh, polyamory seems to be kind of dope. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you're a queer person who hates trans people because you don't understand why they would mutilate themselves, or if you're a queer person who hates flamboyant people because you don't understand why they need so much attention or if you're a queer person who hates uh you know if you hate somebody without a good reason just think think maybe maybe i don't have a good reason we should all have really good reasons for hating people if we do hate them you know it's got you gotta have like way more evidence than just like a hunch hate is a lot of a lot of energy to expel to anybody so you know i don't know i feel like hate is just the inverse of love so if you're able to hate somebody you must also love them and if you if you love somebody 
it might be because you have something in common with them. So if you're a gay person that hates a trans person because they think they stick out too much, you might love them secretly and hate them in practice. So stop it. Just, you know, mostly stop hating yourself so then you can stop hating other people. That's that's the whole deal. Just 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 be nicer to everybody, especially yourself first. But yeah, also just, you know, maybe don't be too nice. Don't be don't be fetishy to trans people. They're just people. They got feelings and emotions. They're not sexual objects. Uh and they are not like your own private fantasy in real life just for you. Just stop it with all the weird, creepy shit. So I didn't get a chance to talk about like 85% of what I need to talk about. So if your main comment is that I didn't talk about the thing that you wanted me to talk about, then just go ahead and tell me what you wanted me to talk about so I can talk about it on the next one. All right? You know, your criticisms, I'm just going to soak them right up and get twice as big. So come at me, bro. Um, Closing comments, I just kind of feel like the most important thing I could do is give you a bunch of resources. Uh, If you yourself are trans, if you know somebody that's trans, if you're having a hard time understanding or accepting any of this trans stuff, then please uh, look up some resources. I found the glad.org website to be super helpful. They And then not only do they have transgender resources, they have resources about all types of queer people. Uh, it's glaad.org. Um, go to the trans page. It's really good. The National Suicide Prevention High the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-TALK or 800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255. The Trans Lifeline uh, is 877-565-8860. Check out the the Trevor Project. Uh, the Trevor Project is a 24-7-365 lifeline. It is 866-488-7386. Again, Trevor Project lifeline, 866-488-7386. Um, they've even got an online instant messaging option at Trevor Chat or Trevor Text is a text-supported option. So if you love texting... You can text about it. You don't even have to talk out loud. That that would make a big difference for me if I was really having a hard time. When I get real upset, when I get in a real bad place, I can't even use my words. I can't even eat. I can't do anything. So, um, yeah, I would go ahead and say uh, there's Trevor Chat in online instant messaging and there's Trevor Chat text-based support options. That sounds excellent. Um, if you're not trans and you're and you're and you're not struggling with the reality of being a trans person uh there's tons of organizations that you can look into try to get involved with um there's the freedom for all americans organization uh 
that's uh, mostly legislative, legal sort of stuff. There's PFLAG. There's uh, uh, collage. Uh, C-O-L-A-G-E. It's a support program for the kids of trans parents. Uh, so if you if you are a kid and your and your parent uh, is trans and you're having a real hard time coping with it, there's a whole organization to ha- try to help you because we understand, and uh, we as a society as a society understand that that's a real tough thing to deal with. So it's not like you're some sort of horrible asshole because you're freaking out because your dad's a woman now. I mean that's gotta be that's gotta be crazy. I'm myself. I don't know what that's like. Uh, it would certainly be disorienting. Um, there's also uh, transgender lives, your stories. It's a featured interactive campaign by the New York Times that allows transgender people to tell their own stories. Uh, there's also I Am. Uh, Trans People Speak is a campaign by the Massachusetts Transgender Political Coalition, uh, sponsored by GLAD, to raise awareness about the diversity of transgender communities. Just more interviews of trans people. You know, if if you're trans or if you are confused by this, the best thing that you can do is just listen to an actual trans person's story. So that brings me to my next final point. Trans podcasts... It's undeniable that trans podcasts are going to make you feel better about being trans. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would agree. There's the Transition, Transmission, Transgender Podcast. There's Transgender News Center. There's Transgender Scientists. There's Changes in Latitudes, the Transgender Experience. Uh, there's the Pink Mafia. Uh, LGBT. It's okay to be LGBT. Pretty good one. Nancy has some good episodes. Uh, Transgeneral. Transpantastic. How to be a girl. It's a podcast about a six-year-old transgender daughter. Trans swag. Female to male. Transgender men. Uh, you know, and there's also just rather regular queer podcasts like Oxford LGBT. Uh, there's lots of good history bits in there. Uh, I really like that one, but uh, it's not for everybody. Oxford. I'm trying to bring some sort of variety with my own podcast because I think it's refreshing for it to not be Oxford, in my opinion. But it is what it is. Not no shade. Uh, just lemonade. Uh, so. That's it. Uh, best of luck to any and all trans people out there. I am rooting for you so hard. Uh, if you are trying to be a better trans advocate, just be nice to trans people. Don't take their picture without their consent. Oh my gosh. It doesn't matter if you're being nice or if you're whatever. Just don't stop taking pictures of trans people without their consent. Stop dating trans people just because they're trans. Just because you want to sit, just because you're curious or whatever. You know, they're people. Oh my god. Just stop it. I think that's about it, guys. I'm so pooped. Alright. Ta-ta for now.